Good morning, good afternoon, good night, um, whatever applies to you at the moment you sit down and decide to listen to this. Um, I don't, I obviously have no clue what time that is, but whichever one applies, use it. So, hello, uh, once again, my name is Darian. This is episode two of Daily Dose of D Moss. How I came up with that name is, um, it's actually pretty easy. It's my Instagram name, and because this is a podcast, and it's a, I wouldn't say a daily dose, because I don't know if I'm going to do this every day, but um, I gave it the name Daily Dose of DMOPS. Um, I had a couple other names in mind. Um, I was going to do Daily Darian, or um, Daily Dose. I was actually going to do It'll Grow On You. Um, that's actually a weird name. Most people wouldn't understand it once you first listen to it, but if you sat down and thought about it, my last name is Moss. Moss grows on things. And obviously, you know, if you're trying something new and you start to enjoy it, you just say it grew on me. Well, you start listening to this, you start enjoying it, you start seeing what it's all about, then you could say it'll grow on you. So that was a pretty cool name. But obviously, I didn't go with that. I'm just going to stick with Daily Dose of D Moss. Um, before I get started on today's topic, I do want to address a couple of things. Um, I've got a lot of positive feedback from my first introductory podcast you know some people said they laughed some people said they they figured out some things they didn't know about me or brought up some memories that they forgot about um I'm gonna be talking about things that are interesting to me things that I feel like my opinion can help and if whatever I say offends you I I sincerely apologize it was never meant to if what I say inspires you run with it you can't do anything without some sort of inspiration and it, and, it, and it be I, would, I wouldn't say successful but you, you know most people do things because they're inspired to do so so if this inspires you run with it you know give it give it the shot that you feel like it deserves um another thing I wanted to address is that this is once again raw and uncut so if I slip up with a bad word, I apologize. If I, you know, say something that is a tender topic, you know, most people don't joke about those kind of things or don't, or aren't as open with those kind of things. Just realize that's me. I'm sorry. I'm not changing for anyone. Um, if you don't like it, you can decide to cut this off and not listen. But I'm not going to change. I'm just going to be Darian. That's why I decided to do this for me and not for anyone else. So today's uh, little, I guess you could say, conversation piece would be how, let me rephrase that, is holding standards okay and how does it affect the person who's being held to the standard? So I had you know, a lot of time today to talk about or to think about this, you know, in my, in my own little head, my own little society of Darien. (laughs) Um, There's five key points that I want to talk about. First one being Christian standards. Is it okay? Or does it help? Or does it hurt? Does it affect the person that's being held up to their Christian standards? Ethical standards. Um, You know, most people know the trolley problem where there's a train track and there's a lever if you don't pull the lever five people are going to die if you do pull the lever it's going to take a turn and only kill one person 
either way, you have to make a decision to either kill one person or five or one person or five people. Sorry, I got a little jumbled up speaking too fast. Um, and you know that's a really big ethical question. Like, you willingly have to make the decision to either let it go and kill five people or pull the lever and it kill one person. A lot of people sometimes can't make that decision. But moving on, um, morality standards. So being upheld to a standard of what your morals have been taught throughout your life, whether it be you know, in your childhood or by your parents or by your peers or your friends. Um, personality standards, like who you are as a person, who describes you as a person, those standards that people have created for you is that okay does it affect you or does it change anything and then your upbringings of standards so like how you are raised um the reason that i wanted to talk about this is because I, in my life i feel like i have disappointed a lot of people um i have changed a lot of people's minds about how they feel about me and no i'm not hurt by that no i'm not offended by that it just kind of happens and there's nothing I can really do about it and there's nothing really I'm going to do about it just because I have one life to live and I'm going to live it to the best that I see. You know, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes and yeah, I'm going to do things wrong. No one is perfect. But for the first one, Christian standards. You know, most people who are raised in a Christian household or are around Christian beliefs, as they grow up, you know, a lot of people believe that tattoos are a sin Um, a lot of people believe that cussing and drinking and smoking and um, lusting and all this stuff is a sin I'm not saying that I don't believe that but you know a lot of people hold people who are in a Christian environment like they, they hold them to a standard of well you believe in God and you read your Bible so why are you getting tattoos me personally I have six tattoos I got my first one on my 18th birthday and I've got my last one right before my mom passed and I don't regret any of my tattoos. Every single one of them have a meaning. Um, every single one of them has um, has a constant reminder of something, whether it be funny, whether it be hopeful, or whether it be family. So let me just go ahead and describe. I have one on my right arm, on my forearm, and it's um, everybody calls it the Jesus fish, but it's the Jesus fish. It has five red dots and a cross. And then on top of it, it says, do not worry. And on the bottom, it says Matthew 6, 34. Um, Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I had a really, really big problem for most of my life of worrying. Whether it was something I could or could not change, I was going to worry about it. I was going to worry about um, my friends, worrying about school, worrying about what my job was going to be, um, how I was going to turn out as a person, whether I was ever going to get married, whether I was ever going to have kids, whether I was ever going to be um, a good parent, whether I was going to do anything. I, it was just I was in a constant state of worry. And that verse really stuck stuck out to me because, you know, God basically tells us, you know, we don't need to take on the burden of worrying because each day is going to worry about itself. Like, you know, there's enough things to worry about that the little things that I was worrying about were not substantial. Um, And when I worry, I can pray to God for the strength to get through it. I can pray for guidance through it. Um, 
And so, yeah, that, that verse has just been one that I have really, really loved for years upon years. Um, the five red dots. Most people are really confused on what those mean and what they're for. Um, the five red dots stand for the five piercings that Jesus took on Calvary. It was just a little bit of incorporation to the tattoo, just that way people could ask. Because, you know, a lot of people say that, why'd you get that tattoo? Is it just so people would see it and ask questions? I was like, that's exactly why I got the tattoo. Because if there's something on my tattoo that someone doesn't know, whether it be the verse, what the fish is for, what the five dots stand for, then it opens up the chance for me to to testify for what God has done for me. And it also gives me the chance to... Um, I wouldn't say lead someone to Jesus, which, I mean, you know, you're supposed to go out and tell everyone your testimony. You know, you're supposed to testify and tell people that, hey, he's the way, the truth, the life, that, you know, he's basically the, the only way that you can be successful in life and the only way that you can get through life and know that you're going to end up in a better place. Because, like, that's why, that's, that's the whole reason any of us, you know, have the sense of right and wrong is because of him so the five piercings most people don't know is one in each hand so there's two the the piercings in his feet that held him up on the cross is three the crown of thorns is four and some people forget about when they stabbed jesus in the side to make sure that he was dead (laughs) uh which is five no that's not funny i wasn't laughing because it was funny i was just laughing because a lot of people don't realize that's what happened but he was stabbed in the side to make sure he was dead. And that's, that's piercing number five. Okay. So, and they're red because it was Jesus's blood. Um, so I got that put in the tattoo and then the cross, obviously just as a reminder of, you know, we're supposed to pick up our cross daily. And if, <laughs> if my cross is on my arm, I'm obviously picking it up every day. Um, but there's one tattoo um and see i can tell that entire story of what the entire tattoo tells to someone and say they've never heard the word jesus christ they have never heard of anything of any kind of belief they've never um had the chance to hear about jesus that gives me the opportunity to be um their little bit of jesus i was told once by my old youth pastor um, his name's ron allen and says, be sure to tell someone about Jesus because you might be the only Jesus that they get. Um, I actually loved that quote so much that I used it as my senior quote in high school, in my yearbook. Um, so, like I said, the tattoo has a meaning and it has a purpose. Um, my second tattoo was on my right arm. On I guess that's like my bicep. I don't really have big muscles, so I wouldn't call it a bicep. It's just kind of that part of my arm where the bicep's supposed to be. Um, and it's amazing grace, but it's choreographed in a way that amazing goes up and down and grace is spelled from left to right. And the A in amazing, like the second A in amazing is the only A in grace. So it kind of makes a cross. Um, I got that tattoo really on a whim. I didn't think too much about it. I just saw the design, really loved it and knew that once again, it could be a way for me to talk to someone about Jesus without kind of be like, hey, have you heard about the Lord, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, you kind of bombard somebody with that given opportunity for them to come to me. Um, sorry, I burped if you heard that. My third tattoo um, I actually got from my dad. Um, my dad has almost always called me little man. That's just been mine and his thing. Um, and I wanted something to remember my parents by forever so I got little man tattooed on my arm 
it's on my right arm inside my where my biceps is supposed to be once again I don't have muscles um, it's on the inside of my arm and it's written in cursive it's actually my tattoo artist it's in his handwriting and it's really nice um, my fourth tattoo is the one that I talked about in my first podcast it was the perspective one um, my fifth tattoo is one on my left arm on my forearm the inside of my forearm and it says seek discomfort um sorry i'm really rambling on about my tattoos and i just realized that um but i'm gonna i'm gonna finish my my fifth tattoo it says seek discomfort and once again it's a little jumbled up but that's only because that's the logo there's this youtube channel called yes theory and they have this motto that says seek discomfort or say yes Um, A lot of people live within their comfort zone, and while that works for some people, some people it doesn't. Um, I've learned just since I have discovered that channel that if I start saying yes and start living outside of my comfort zone, then I am no longer withholding myself from what this world has to offer. So, for example, there was this one episode where they went to an airport and they asked all the strangers in the airport if they could drop their plans right now and fly anywhere in the United States, where would it be? And would you allow them to do that? And of course, nobody said yes at first. And there was this one family. They said, yeah, let's do it. And they said, where would you like to go? They said, Hawaii. And so these two guys, Amar and Tom Thomas, paid for them to fly to Hawaii. So they dropped all their plans of wherever they had paid to go um, and fly to. They dropped all their plans and flew to Hawaii for 24 hours with two random strangers. Most people are like, you're insane. I would never do that. But it turns out that that was one of the best things that they've ever decided to do. And they said, start saying yes. You know, it's just like, you never realize what you're holding yourself back from if you say no all the time. So I got that tattoo just that way I could remind myself to live outside of my comfort zone. Um, my, my most recent and final tattoo as of today is one um, that's personal to my mom. It was on my left arm on the inside of my bicep. So I have my dad's, what he called me on my right arm on the inside of my bicep. What my mom called me on my left arm on the inside of my bicep. And a lot of people think it's funny and weird, but it's very personal to me. And it's the word fudge. Um, When I was, I think, nine or ten years old, I was over at my mom's house. And I asked her, I said, Mom, do you have any ice cream? She's like, "Uh, I think so. You can go look in the freezer. So I went and looked in the freezer and I got a fudge pop. I was super excited. I'm nine years old. I get freaking ice cream. You know, no nine-year-old's going to deny ice cream. And they're not going to not be excited, even if it's just a regular old popsicle, the one that, you know, cuts the side of your mouth and, like, leaves scars like the Joker. Anyway, you're excited. So I was sitting there, and I'm sitting there chowing down on this popsicle. I've got fudge all over my face. It's all in my mouth. It's all over my hands. It's everywhere. I was messy. I was excited. I got ice cream. And she looked at me and said, what are you doing, fudge? And so it just stuck. You know, it was just something that she had always called me. And beside fudge, on one side is a moon and the other side is a star. Because my mom used to read me the little children's book, Goodnight Moon. Um, And so she's been moon, I've been stars. Um, Occasionally I would text her, Goodnight Moon, she'd text back Goodnight Stars. or that That was just her thing. So I added that to the tattoo. And... I promised her while she was still living that I would get it because she was actually pretty mad that I got one for my dad, not one for her. And so I'd said, mom, I promise you I'll get a tattoo and you'll see it. So she was in the hospital um, 
and at this point she was really really bad sick and uh pretty far gone at this point and I remembered I was like dang I can't you know let my mom be let down by me because I I made a promise to her and I couldn't keep it you know that's one thing I I try to do is if I promise you something I'm always going to do everything within my power to keep it and that was one thing I knew that meant a lot to her so I went and I called my tattoo artist and said hey I need a tattoo right now how much is it going to cost when can I get it done and I went and got it done within 45 minutes and thank God I got it before she passed because then that means I fulfilled my promise and that's one thing I will never have to live with as a regret for the rest of my life so enough with tattoos what I was saying about that is that you know like as a Christian how can you have tattoos when it says in the Bible that you're not supposed to tattoo your bodies or mark your body for the dead well some people take that out of context and in that same passage it says men are not supposed to trim or cut their beards or trim their hair in certain areas women are not supposed to pierce their ears or cut their hair in certain areas we're not supposed to eat the meat with blood still in it but i'm telling you what i love me a good medium steak from texas roadhouse and so does that make that a sin and once again this is all my opinion and what i have learned and what i have taken from the, the scripture if it is a sin it's not the only sin i'm going to commit and no, I shouldn't sin willingly. I shouldn't be like, I know this is sin, but I'm going to do it because I know I can ask for forgiveness. That's completely wrong. I, I, I know that and I understand that. But I don't see tattoos as a sin because, you know, don't be dumb and like go get a tattoo on your face of a middle finger or a cuss word or something stupid. You know, like be, be smart about it. Like don't do something that you're going to regret. Like think about it. Give it some thought. Make sure it's something that either means something to you or is something that you can use for someone else you know what I'm saying so I have tattoos um I did have a piercing not very many people know about that I I used to have my tongue pierced but funny story I took it out after a week of having it because fat boy couldn't eat and fat boy's not gonna eat I had a bar through my tongue. I never realized how much I used my tongue to talk and eat and do all the things that I do on a daily basis until I had something sticking through my tongue permanently. And so I took it out. No, I'll never get it done again. Um, so I had a piercing. I took it out. Whatever. But the reason that I want to talk about Christian standards is because your family your friends, anyone who knows your Christian background or your Christian beliefs is going to hold you to a standard. And while it's kind of an accountability thing, like, you know, it's good to have an accountability partner, someone that you can keep up with and they can keep up with you to make sure you're doing your job as a Christian and that you're keeping your walk with Christ. And, you know, that's a good thing, but you should never. And once again, this is my opinion. You should never tell someone that they're doing wrong and and tell them you know that you've disappointed them like it's okay they i'm sure they have realized that they have disappointed you like you don't have to make that known i personally know that i have let a lot of my friends and a lot of my family down by getting some of the tattoos that i have i know for a fact that i have let a lot of people down especially now that they know that i got a tongue piercing yeah i was dumb I was stupid. That's why I took it out. 
Um, I know that a lot of the things that I have done are wrong. A lot of the things that I'm going to do are wrong. But when you hold someone to a standard, they're afraid to do anything or tell you anything. Like, you know, a lot of the times you catch yourself not telling certain people certain things because you know it's going to hurt them or disappoint them. And no one ever wants to feel like they've disappointed somebody. So I feel that, you know, people holding me to such a high standard, like, you know, oh, I never thought you would drink alcohol, or I never thought you would do drugs, or I never saw you as a person who would get tattoos, or I never saw you as a person who would have piercings. You know, once you tell them that, they feel like they've let you down, like that they've hurt you, you know? And I hate feeling that way. Like, I personally do not like when I know that I've let someone down. I hate it. It, it. it makes me feel like a failure. And I, no one wants to feel like a failure. So when you hold someone to such a high standard that they feel like they can't mess up, then it really takes a toll on who they become. At least it has me. And so a lot of my family, not that I'm trying to talk down on them, not that I'm saying they've done anything wrong, not that I don't love them, but my family, I know, has been disappointed in a lot of things I've done. And it doesn't help when you know they say oh you should have never done that why would you do something like that or I can't believe you've done that or I never saw you as a person who would do something like that I do things wrong I'm human and it's just I don't know how to put it Like I just feel like holding family and friends to a standard or making them feel like they're even held to a standard like you may not actually hold them to a standard but they feel like there's a standard that has been set for them they're going to do everything in their power and they're going to beat themselves up over it and they're going to drive themselves crazy if they slip up like i should never feel bad for slipping up for someone else like i should obviously you know apologize and ask for forgiveness from the lord and be like you know i know i've done wrong i'm sorry i pray that you forgive me and that should be it That should be the only person that I feel like I should constantly have to impress, that I should constantly have to answer to. And that's just my personal belief on this. So holding your friends and family to a standard is a good thing when it comes to accountability. But it's a really ineffective and unhealthy thing when it comes to degrading or telling them that you've disappointed them. Like, that hurts worse than anything. I don't like being told that I've disappointed you or that I've hurt you. So, for me personally, I feel like Christian standards sometimes hurt things. Hurt your relationship, hurt your your bond. Um, and no, I don't want this to change the way people look at me. I don't want this to change the way people think about me or think that I'm just a horrible person and I just don't give a crap what you say. Because I do. Like, I, I, I cherish a lot of people's opinions. I cherish what people have to say good or bad about me because I can either decide whether, you know, like this is something that I'm honestly concerned about. Like this is something I need to work on or I can decide whether, you know, I know that I'm strong enough to overcome this. I really don't need your help through this. Like that's something that I have to decide on my own, but this isn't a Bible lecture. Like I'm not trying to shove Jesus down your throat. I'm not trying to talk only about that but that's just one of the things that I feel can be a problem um 
I'm gonna just jump around a little bit. Let's go to personality standards. Okay, so whenever someone is finding out who they are, you know, like how they're gonna react on a day-to-day basis, um, and that becomes, I guess you could say, like a social norm. Like, oh, did I tell you that Darian? You know, he said this really funny joke, and like everybody cracked up. Like everyone like thought it was the funniest thing in the world. You just had to have been there. That becomes what people expect when I'm around. You know, like everyone expects me to constantly be happy and funny and cheerful and everything. But some days you're just not feeling it. You know, like I just really don't want to laugh. I really don't want to talk. I don't really want to just do anything. I just kind of want to be here. <laughs> I just want to be alive at this moment. Um, and so when you start holding them to the class clown or the comedic or... Um, if you hold them to a certain personality standard, like you know that that's how they are, say they have an off week or something, you know, that can really change the way you think about somebody. And I don't feel like it should because everyone has rough weeks. Everyone has rough days. Um, you're lying to me. I'm sorry, but you're lying to me if you say that you don't. Um, some people deal with them differently. Some people handle them better than others. But when you hold someone to a personality standard, such as this guy's always fun to be around, like I, I could I could handle this, or this guy is just a really Debbie Downer, like he's constantly negative, he's constantly this or that, then they feel like they're too afraid to become happy or too afraid to be funny or too afraid to open up because once again, you've held them to a personality standard. Um, you're 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 getting used to who they are, and so you feel like when they're not that, it becomes a problem, and you don't want to be around that. So that's my view on personality standards. It can be a good thing because you know, like if you're wanting them to become around like other people and like make new friends and be around new people. It's a good thing that you can be like, yo, you should really meet this Darian guy. Like, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Or he's one of the weirdest people I've ever met. Like, he makes these stupidest jokes. But they're so stupid that you have to laugh because you feel bad if you don't. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's a really good thing when you're trying to get them around other people. But when it comes to them personally, I feel like it, it can really become a problem. Because they feel like, once again, they're letting you down if they're not that funny guy. Or they're not that happy-go-lucky giddy person so no I don't feel like anyone's holding me to a personality standard but I do notice that sometimes like when I'm having an off day or something they're like hey what's wrong with you like why are you being like this right now no that doesn't help if they're actually having a bad day accusing them of being that way doesn't make it better and if they're not having a bad day they just haven't had the opportunity to be funny or say something weird and you, you come up to me like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you not being yourself? And they actually aren't having a bad day. It can make them have a bad day. Like, if I'm not, if I'm actually in a really good mood and I've had a great day so far, like I got up for work, I wasn't late, I had a great day at work and I worked my butt off and I get off and I come around somebody and they're like, dude, you're just really not seeming like yourself. You can put me in a bad mood. Like that can change everything from that moment on. Like, I'll be in a bad mood because you thought I was in a bad mood. And that's just me. Like, I, I don't, I can't speak for everyone else, but that is just me. Um, so, like I said, it can be a good thing, but it can also be a really bad thing. So, you kind of, like, have to 
tread lightly when it comes to these things. Um, morality standards. Um, a lot of people weren't raised in in certain households where they taught morals and and you know like how they should be as a person, which is okay because that that gives them the opportunity to find out who they want to be. That that's fine. But I, on the other hand, was taught morals like you know you don't cuss around women, you don't cuss around your elders, you don't um, you don't make dirty jokes, you don't act immature, you don't like you just there's a time and place for everything, and that was taught to me at an early age. So I don't cuss in front of my parents, I don't cuss in, in front of women. I don't cuss at anyone. Like, I'm not going to cuss you out. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Yes, I slip up. I say cuss words on the occasion. I'm sorry. Like, it might be a shock to a bunch of people. And some people are just like, oh, yeah, it's just Darian. <laughs> but cuss words, you know, have they're around. They're in songs. They're in TV shows. They're in movies. They're in the school hallways. They're at your job. You can't get around. Like you, you can only be around for so long or so many people without hearing a cuss word. Like it's just, I'm sorry that I might be the person that you hear your first cuss word from, but I'm not gonna cuss around kids. I'm not gonna make dirty jokes around women or kids or my parents or my grandparents. Like I'm just respectful. Like it's more of a respect more than a morality. So. Obviously, when I'm around certain people, I kind of like put a, I wouldn't say a shelter, but like I I put a damper on a lot of things just because I I don't want them to be like, dang, Darian's like really let himself go. You know, he's a really disrespectful person. I don't want that. Like I want my family and my friends to have the same mindset about me that they always have. No, I don't want them to be like, oh, sweet little innocent Darian could never mess up or he would never say something like that or he would never do something like that because I do. I'm sorry, but I do. So, morality standards are, like I said, a good thing because that can teach someone who doesn't have morals to have them because morals are a good thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Morals are a good thing and they should be taught. But some people who weren't taught them aren't going to teach their kids and they're not going to teach their kids. It's just going to continue on. You're going to have a rambunctious family. So holding someone to a morality standard is completely fine. Like I can honestly say that. Like if I'm around, say my grandparents and I say a cuss word or I make a really dirty joke, I want them to speak up and be like, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't do that kind of stuff around us or wouldn't say that kind of stuff around us just because it's more of a respect thing. Like, I don't want you to think that you can't do that or that you shouldn't do that or that it's wrong, but I would appreciate it if you just didn't around me. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see that or I don't want to, you know, have that kind of thought in my head. So I'd appreciate it if you didn't. And that's completely fine. Like, if they don't know, they never will. And if you don't say something, they're obviously not going to ask because it's never been a problem before. Um, I guess my last and final note, I did make notes today. Go ahead. Call me a nerd. I made notes. <laughs> Upbringing standards. Um, that kind of goes and ties in with ethical, morality, personality, and Christian standards. That's why I want to talk about it last. Your upbringings set a foundation for who you're going to be. Um... You could be 
um, a really, really good person and something happened in your life and you become a really bad person. Or you could be a really, really bad person and something happened in your life and you become a really good person because of it. So your upbringings, um, it's not necessarily just your family either. Like it's not your brothers and your sisters, aunts, uncles, mom and dad. It's not all their responsibility. Like it's who you decide to surround yourself with. No, I'm not talking about in like second and third grade where you're like, oh, little Johnny wanted to hold my hand in the playground or whatever. I'm saying like, once you get into middle school and high school, like you find out that certain people are good influences and certain people aren't. And that's your decision in the end, whether you're around them or not. And whether you decide to conform to what they do or not. Like, you know, you could be a really, really good person and find yourself in the real, in the wrong crowd. Like, like how I'm trying to explain this is like, you could be a really, really good person. And the people that you hang around could be the people who cuss and smoke and do drugs and, um, sleep around and do all the stupid stuff that everyone thinks is a bad thing or everyone knows is a bad thing. And it could either change them for the better or change you for the worst. So like you could either conform to what they do and become a part of them, or they can be like, you know, all of us do this except for you. Why don't you? And then you could have the chance to maybe give them a background of like where you came from, how you were raised, how you were surrounded like by certain people and it can make them want to change to be like you know i've noticed that every single time i offer you alcohol you never take it why is that and you can be like oh i just you know i just really don't want to try it like it's not something that i've had to have it's not something that i've wanted to have and you know everyone's like oh you're missing out you don't know what you're missing out on this and this was like if i never give my chance if myself the chance to find out what it's like then I'll never know what I'm missing out on. So I'm technically not missing out on anything because I haven't had it before. Um, So upbringings is like a staple of who you become and how really you live your life. Um, Sometimes if you hold them to the standard of how they were, um, it it can really shock you. Like, you know, I, I had the problem for a while of thinking, you know, the people that I was around in high school are going to be the exact same people that I, that I hung around in high school now. Um, and that's not the case. You know, like, yeah, some of the people that I talk to are still the same. You know, they're nerdy or they're weird or they're cool or they're bad people or they're good people. Um, some people haven't changed. Some people in school said I would never do this and now they are. Or some people said, I do this, and now they're not because they've overcome it. So I feel like if I would have held them to the standard of, oh, um, John Doe would never do such a thing. He's just that good of a person. And then I come back around, say, three years later, like it's almost been three years since I've graduated. And they come back around. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you used to not do any of this. You used to never be this kind of person. You know, that can really take a toll on their mindset like they feel like they're doing okay like they're making it work and because you say that it can make them feel like they're just not a good enough person to be around you like for instance say in school I was someone who I never cheated on my tests 
<laughs> for example. I never, ever, if I was going to fail, I was going to fail because I didn't know it. It's not because I took someone's answers and they were wrong. If I was going to pass, it's because I knew it. It's not because I took someone's answers who was right. I never would cheat on a test. And then we get out of school and say, for whatever reason, we're taking another test. Like, I'm, for whatever reason, taking the same test that they are. And I'm like, hey, man, I really need some help. What's the answer to this one? Or what's the answer to this one? Or let me look at your paper. They're going to look at me and be like, dude, you used to never cheat on tests. I used to always either pass or fail based on what you knew. Like, why are you doing this now? That would really hurt me and make me think that, you know, I've I've become someone that they don't want to be around or someone that they don't like. And I never want someone to think that they don't like me because, you know, I want to be a very likable person. I know a bunch of people who don't like me and I hate it, but um, I want someone that I want to be someone who everyone can say at least one good thing about me, whether I've hurt them or been mean to them or done something wrong to them. I still want them to be able to at least say one thing good about me. Like, I'm not going to say any names, but say I dated a person and I broke up with them. And there was, say there was no reason behind it, or there was a reason behind it. And I still want that person to be able to say, you know, he really hurt me, or he really did me wrong, and it sucked, but he he was really nice. Like, he was a great person for me. Like, I, I don't... I'm not trying to get into relationships or anything, but I'm just saying that I want every person that I come in contact with for, you know, if I have a conversation with you, if I just shake your hand at church or if I look at you at a store and be like, hey, how are you doing? If they ever see me again and recognize me or know who I am, I want them to be like, you know, he made a really good first impression or he may have done this, but he still did this that was good. Like, I don't want anyone to ever have anything negative to say about me. And at this point, I feel like I'm rambling on. I'm sorry if you're lost or um, think that this is going nowhere, but I'm enjoying it. I'm just talking. I'm getting things off of my mind, and it's helping me. <sighs> sorry. Um, I don't ever want someone to have anything negative to say about me. Like, I don't want to be held to a standard of your opinion, like what you think that I should be. I just want to be held to a standard that's reasonable. Like, know that I'm going to mess up. And leave it at that. Like, don't degrade me. Don't tell me I'm doing wrong. But, you know, don't hold me to such a high standard that I feel like I'm too afraid to mess up. Like, that I can't mess up or I'm going to let everyone down. Because that doesn't help me at all. Like, my mom, she used to tell me, she'd be like, Son, you're just going to have to do you because... There's no other Darien in this world. Yeah, there may be another Darien, but it's not going to be the Darien that I know and that I love. So be the best you that you can be. And that's really, really helped because while I know I've disappointed her and I've disappointed other people, I'm being the best me that I can be. Like, I make bad decisions. I do things wrong. But... I know in the end that where I'm at right now, I can say that I'm satisfied with what I'm doing. Um, I'm satisfied with where I've, where I've put myself, like where, how I've worked from the moment I could decide 
what I was going to do, whether it was cheat on a test or not cheat on a test, wear these shoes or not. Like if I could decide something on my own from that moment until now, I'm satisfied with where I'm at. And if you can say the same thing for yourself, then you're doing good. No, it wasn't anyone who held me to a standard that got me here. No, it wasn't anyone who didn't hold me to a standard that got me here. It's me. I have made decisions. I have done things. And I've got where I'm at because of the people I've surrounded myself with. The people I have decided to stay around and allow to be in my life. The people that I have chose to leave. You know, there are some people that I just have decided that, you know what, you do you and I'm going to do me and we're going to leave it at that. So if I wouldn't have made those decisions, I don't know where I'd be. Um, if you've enjoyed, you know, your life, kudos to you. That That's awesome. Not very many people can say that. Um, I'm not going to be sarcastic. But, oh, you want a cookie? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a, a mean person. At least I try not to be. Um, if this has helped you, awesome. I'm so thankful for that. If this has irritated you because you think that you've done something wrong to me, I'm sorry. This is just my opinion. This is all 110% my opinion. If you disagree with it, that's fine. If you feel like I should change my view on some things, I'm willing to hear you out. Like I'm willing to have a conversation with you about what you think I should change. Um, if if this has inspired you to change the people you're around, awesome. If that's going to help you in the long run, do it. If you've, you know, felt like this has been completely pointless, I'm sorry I just wasted however long this has been going on. Let me check. I've been going for 42 minutes. Dang, I thought I was going on forever. <laughs> I mean, 42 minutes is pretty long. But if this has been something that you feel like you've wasted your time for, I'm sorry. Maybe the next one will be better. Maybe the next one will be something that will be more interesting to you. Um, this might cause a lot of um, turmoil in people's lives. Like, this might cause a problem for me, even. Like, this could become something that someone confronts me about and says, hey, you know, I really don't appreciate that you said this or whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sure I love you. I'm not going to say I love everyone because I, I'm, I can't really say that. But I'm sure I love you and I'm sure that I care about you. But at this point, I've got to do me for me. And this is how I'm doing it. Um, thank you for sticking around for the past 43 minutes. Um, I hope that you've laughed. I hope that you smiled. I hope that you've thought about some things. I hope that this hasn't been a waste of time. Um, tomorrow, I'm sure there's going to be another episode. I don't exactly know what I'm going to talk about yet. Um, I'm, I'm leaning more towards, uh, you know what? I'm gonna let it be a surprise. I'm gonna let you sit on the edge of your seat and wait on this. Um, once again, this was the second episode of Daily Dose of Dean Ross. I hope you've enjoyed it, and you have a blessed rest of your day.